We are currently on week three of a five-week sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And today we consider the petition that comes right in the middle of that prayer, give us this day our daily bread. And we'll hear two scripture passages today that speak to this petition. As we prepare to hear God's word read and proclaimed, let us pray. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our first reading comes from the book of Exodus and contains portions of the story that Josh just shared with our youngest disciples. I'll be reading Exodus chapter 16, verses 4, 5, and 13 through 21. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded, gather as much of it as each of you needs, an omer per person according to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered much had nothing over, and those who gathered little had no shortage." They gathered as much as each of them needed. Morning by morning, they gathered it, as much as each needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. And from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 31 through 34, Jesus is speaking. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek all these things, and indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dr. Becky Kennedy, a psychologist and the author of the book Good Inside, writes about a relationship strategy called the feeling bench. Because she primarily works with parents and those caring for children, she focuses on using this strategy with children, but points out that the feeling bench is for any person at any age. Here's the premise of the feeling bench. Feelings are only scary if we are alone with them. Feelings are only scary if we are alone with them. 
So if someone says, hey, I can tell that you might be feeling sad or anxious or scared, that's okay. I'm here with you. Tell me more. When that happens, we feel just a little less overwhelmed by our feelings, and that makes us, at any age, feel calmer and safer and a little more able to cope with whatever challenge life presents us today. There is a way in which the Lord's Prayer puts us all on the feeling bench with God and with each other. This prayer does not shy away from the ambiguity, complexity, and mystery of faith. It begins, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These opening lines affirm that the God of creation who is wholly other is also accessible to us here and now. It also affirms that we live in a time when our reality has not yet become the reflection of God's kingdom it could and should be, and that we have a part to play in bringing God's kingdom to earth. And then into that chasm between heaven and earth, into the mystery of the God of the universe who is also our Abba, our Father, Jesus offers us this simple down-to-earth petition that brings us right into the present moment. Give us this day our daily bread. This seemingly straightforward petition in the middle of this prayer teaches us something about how we are to live day by day. Give us this day our daily bread. Just as the Israelites learned in the wilderness to gather only enough manna for one day, just as Jesus teaches his disciples not to worry about tomorrow, part of living as we pray is trusting God enough to focus on what is right in front of us here and now. Now, those words from Jesus that we heard from Matthew 6 come at the end of a sermon about how God cares for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. Jesus reminds us that if God so provides for God's creation, we can trust God to provide for us. He ends this sermon by saying, today's troubles are enough for today. In other words, don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Take life one day at a time staying present to the needs and the emotions of today. It's as if Jesus is saying to us, join me right now. Let's sit on the bench together. Now, I don't know about you, but I have lots of tried and true methods of avoiding the here and now and all the challenges and difficult feelings each day brings. I'll share some of my strategies with you. Obsessing about the past, worrying about the future, finding any mundane task that might need to be done. It helps that there is always laundry to do. I am a master of distracting myself 
from the here and now. I'm wondering if any of you can relate. The leadership coach, Marty Linsky, tells the story of a friend who rose through the ranks to become the head of a state human services agency. She had worked at that agency for a long time already, and she had a lot of ideas and reforms she was eager to implement. Six months into the new position, Marty took her out to lunch and asked, how's it going? It's the most amazing thing, she replied. I have never been so busy. My appointment calendar is full and every meeting is important. I'm working more hours than I ever had before, but I have barely begun to work on my agenda. It's as if everyone at the agency got together and agreed to keep me so busy, I would never get anything done. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is identify and sit with the worries of a given day that deserve our attention, rather than just reacting to or getting distracted by something that presents itself as more urgent. Jesus tells us not to worry about the basics of life, what we will eat and what we will wear. And yet, if we're honest, many of our worries fall into these categories. We end up spending our time and energy on these kinds of things, which often means that the biggest, thorniest issues in our lives, like our relationships, our health, our faith, our finances, don't always get the attention they deserve. Precisely because they are so overwhelming that it's easier to focus on the little things. What shall we eat today and what shall we wear? Few of us truly need to worry about whether we will have food or clothes today. And so what does it mean for us to pray, give us this day our daily bread? What is God calling us to concern ourselves with as we pray for our daily bread? Well, with this prayer, with the Lord's Prayer, Jesus reminds us that we live as we pray. And with this phrase, he implores us to live one day at a time, day by day, to practice each day living as though God can be trusted. I'm going to say that again because it is really hard to practice living each day as though God can be trusted. Trusted to give us exactly what we need for today, no matter what the day brings. If God can indeed be trusted, we do not need to rehash the past. We are forgiven, and we have been called to forgive. More on that next week. If God can indeed be trusted, we also don't need to worry about the future. God will be there. If God can indeed be trusted, we can focus on today, on our daily needs for nourishment, whether physical or spiritual. With this phrase, Jesus also reminds us that there is not a day that goes by when we live or pray in isolation. We live as we pray, 
And we don't live or pray alone, but in community. Remember, when Jesus teaches this prayer to his disciples, he does not address them as individuals, but as y'all. He teaches this prayer to all of us. Give us this day our daily bread. So what does that mean? For God to give us this day our daily bread. Could it be that God wants us to focus on the needs of this day to know that whatever we are feeling, whatever's making us anxious, God is sitting on the bench with us? And that God is reminding us to notice those in need around us, to ask, who are our brothers and sisters who are suffering? Yes, some of them from hunger, but also from poverty and oppression and injustice of any kind. Jesus invites us to consider what would it look like for us to sit on the bench with them. Because when Jesus came, he showed us in a whole new way that we are all in this together and that God is right in the middle of it with us. The Lutheran pastor, Nadia Boltz Weber, recently shared about a liberal arts college that's trying a new way of responding to the many students who are reaching out to their counseling center for emotional support. At this school, it's about 25% of the student body. After making sure that those with acute symptoms receive treatment from mental health professionals, those who might be struggling with mild anxiety or depression or just admitting to having a hard time are encouraged to try something different. Before they are prescribed drugs or advised to take a semester off, they are handed a list of volunteer opportunities in the local town a list which includes animal shelters, elder care, and food banks. In other words, they are encouraged to go and sit on the bench with someone in need, to escape for a time from the worries about their daily bread, and to ensure that someone else gets the bread they need for today. I happened to read about this on a day when I had woken up feeling despondent. There were troubles at home and at work that I just couldn't seem to get a handle on. And worry had taken hold, the very worry Jesus advises against. Worry that starts with, if only, or what if. I read about this college and their recommendation, and while I didn't immediately go out and find a place to volunteer, I did something else that is incredibly hard for me to do. I asked for help. I reached out to a friend and asked if she had time to talk. She didn't. So I reached out to another friend. For me, maybe for you too, asking for help, admitting that I'm struggling, this usually requires a Herculean effort. But eventually I found a friend that day who had time to listen to sit with me on the feeling bench, and not just to listen to my worries, but to share with me the things they were worried about. All of this reminded me that I was not alone, 
which turned out to be exactly what I needed to stop regretting the past and fretting about the future and focus on the promise and possibility of today. Pray like this, Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, enough for today, no more, no less, not just for me, but our daily bread, physical and spiritual sustenance for all God's children. If the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus teaches us anything about God, it is that God does not shy away from the realities and complexities of our lives. God gets right into the messiness, the pain and the suffering, the worry and the wondering. God gets into it with us. To pray, give us this day our daily bread, is to remember that Jesus calls us, his disciples, to pray daily, and then to keep an eye out for every bench where someone in need is sitting alone and join them there. Amen.